Welcome to another exciting installment of Just a Podcast. My name is Just Bob. Thanks for joining me today or tonight or this morning or whatever it is when you're actually hearing this. That's the nice thing about podcasts. You can listen to them anytime in any place that you get data, <laughs> which has been before I get on to the main topic here for today, uh, data has been a very big issue with me lately. I don't know what it is, but I've had apps that are just not cooperating, just cutting out and what have you. And I know it's probably somehow my fault. <laughs> it seems like anytime I have issue uh, with uh, something technical where it's not working, it is somehow due to my own negligence in some fashion. And uh, I've realized that there is no way to win with these things. You just have to basically just kind of go along with it. But uh, I mentioned very briefly this week um, that I, there was a big announcement happening on Friday, that is October 22nd. Now, I'm almost positive that it will be after that date that you'll be hearing this. Uh, so I guess I can talk about it right now and uh, not spoil the surprise. The surprise is the introduction of a local music segment on Thursday mornings called Decent Exposure. And that title... Before I get into the the nuts and bolts of this whole thing, that title is uh, a one of my favorite things. It's a joke that works on two levels. Obviously, it's a, it's a pun on the whole idea of indecent exposure, um, which should not be a thing in your workplace, but it, it became one here for a time and has been a running joke ever since. You may recall hearing about the time that the uh, air conditioner broke down here in hot weather. And uh, so Crazy Bob dropped trowel and went pantless for a day. And uh, I'm glad to this day I was not forced to bear witness to that. But uh, the legacy lives even into the present. There is a, uh, a notice on the chalk wall in the studio which says uh, employees are required to remain fully dressed, <laughs> which <laughs> which I wrote there after hearing about this whole sordid tale. And then the other part of it, of course, is this notion that artists come up against all the time. And, you know, we're talking musical artists here and visual artists and pretty much anybody who creates um where they're asked to do something for free, you know, provide their services for free for exposure, which is the biggest laugh of all time. I mean, it's really kind of insulting, all right? If you're an artist and you are creating for a living and again it, it doesn't matter what the medium is could be visual art could be um 
music. It could be um, content creation of whatever kind I've heard it. This kind of thing happened with like web designers and graphic designers too. But if you, you earn a living on your creativity and you, you're always going to have some person, some cheap person who doesn't want to pay for services rendered and they'll, that's what they'll say. That's what they always say, you know, and if you, if you go on, on the socials, you know, you're going to see memes out your ass about this because there's tons of them out there. But, you know, cheap people who say, well, it's good expo- exposure. It's influencers, uh, you know, notorious for this sort of thing. Um, you know, asking for asking businesses for free stuff. Oh, I'll talk about you in a in a in a Instagram video. You know, and it's just, it's a ripoff. You know, it's just cheap people who don't want to pay for, um, you know, they don't want to pay for the stuff that they want, you know. And I've heard, uh, like, uh, musician endorsements and, and stuff like that mentioned in that. And, you know, you know how musicians get endorsements? And, and I've learned this from talking to friends of mine um, over the years who have gotten endorsements from like instrument companies and stuff like that. Most of the time, I'm not going to say most, just about all the time they will go out like, okay, I I have a, a buddy who has an endorsement with a guitar manufacturer. And for one thing, I think the public has kind of the wrong idea about a lot of these kind of deals about exactly what they, but they do get some free stuff and it's cool. And my, my, my buddy has gotten a couple of free guitars over the years. And that alone, it's worth, you know, a few grand. But the thing is, he spent at least that much buying their products first. You know, that's how you learn what kind of gear that you like to use, um, partly by experimentation. But, you, you know, you, you got you to gotta go out, you buy the stuff and... and once you become visible using the stuff, then they come to you and say, okay, well, if you talk about how much you like our stuff, then we'll give you more stuff. You know, people want to shortcut that, and it's like, you know, no, your your Insta post is not going to generate revenue for my business. <laughs> you know, flake off, and that's how a lot of that goes. So, in any case, my local music feature is going to be called decent exposure because it is decent exposure and I, I i i i can't take any credit for the name nitty-gritty suggested the name and i'm not embarrassed or ashamed to admit that she's pretty much my go-to person when i need ideas in a time crunch so the thing is i can come up with great ideas but not on demand you know i need to kick it around and stew it and you know, mull it over for a while and she doesn't, you know, I'll say, well, I'm doing a local music bit and I need a good name for it. And she comes out with one, you know, not instantly, but within, within a couple of minutes. So credit there for that. And, uh, but the idea for this, you know, I, I was asked by a, a buddy. You know, I have a lot of fr- – I'm a musician myself, and I have been 
my entire adult life and then some. And so I have a lot of friends who are musicians and, of course, working at a rock radio station, I've met a lot of people in bands. So you, you have con- you've been like a network of contacts that happens. And I was asked about a local music feature because at the moment we ha- we don't have one. You know, the homegrown stash was kind of put on hold or on hiatus when the pandemic happened and has not been resumed yet. And I don't know at this point whether that is in the cards or not, but I thought, well, one thing I can do, I mean, I'm here every morning. I can just play a song in the morning, during the morning show. And I thought, well, I have the deep cut on Friday. Why not do the same thing? Deep cut is basically like a, it's like a wild card. You know, it's a point where I can play whatever I want. You know, I can play if I have, have a recording of, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> like monkey screeching or something like that. I can play that for you. You know, um, if I think it's something that you should hear. And I thought, well, I could do the same thing, but just with local and 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 or unsigned acts, you know, because we have in this immediate area, we have a multitude of really talented local bands. And in the wider area, the region, I guess you would say, we have even more and thought, well, that's a lot of bands out there looking for, ironically enough, some exposure. And and the thing is, there's a lot of um, outlets online for that sort of thing, but it can be difficult for an up-and-coming band to get a foothold in terrestrial radio. And, well, that's, that's, that's something that I can do. I can help with that. You know, I mean, I have a radio show, and... I know a lot of musicians and I know when I was a local musician, you know, long before I ever even considered going into radio as a career, I found it extremely frustrating that you can like, I, I submitted my band's music to a bunch of radio stations for local music shows to try and get airplay and never got on any of them ever. This is over the span of 10 years. And you, you can draw your own inferences from that. You could say, well, maybe, JB, your band just sucked, and that's why. But I don't think my – obviously, I don't think my band sucked. I don't think anybody thinks their band sucks. I mean, at first you suck. I mean, 10 years in, you know, and so I, I thought, well, there's obviously other reasons for that. One of them was – we didn't really play a lot of the popular places and you know a lot of our gigs were more obscure and we didn't have much of a network we weren't friendly with a lot of other local bands there wasn't that much of a scene I mean when we were playing around Baltimore 
in the mid-90s, you know, there wasn't that much of a scene, and there wasn't that much cooperation between the bands either. It was much more of a dog-eat-dog kind of thing. You know, since I've been here at Bob Rocks, I have seen a lot of local bands who are on good terms and who help each other out, and I've seen, um, like, if a member of a band misses a gig for whatever, um, somebody from another band will come and fill in and help them out. And, you know, there's a lot more of a spirit of cooperation there. And I think that's a really awesome thing. And so I thought, well, you know, we should be a a part of that, you know, and, and I know there are, probably a lot of bands in that same position, you know, for every band that, that I know personally and have had direct encounters with, there's at least a couple that I know nothing about. And I think this would be a great way to sort of cast the net wider and provide a platform. You know, it's the requirements aren't, really that stringent i mean you record a song that's airworthy you know uh, maybe not your basement demo that you cut on a boom box that might be that might be a little too noisy you know <laughs> to hear it on the radio but you know for for something that and the thing is and this is another thing that's changed you know in the 90s to record even a cheap demo you had to go into a studio and he had to plunk down a, a hundred, couple hundred dollars in a minimum. And now that's not the case anymore. You know, the technology has advanced to the point where almost anybody can download software for free off of the internet and with uh, an interface. And you can get one of those at a pawn shop for not that much money. You know, you have the tools in your hand to make maybe not a studio level recording, but you can make a pretty decent one without spending hardly any money at all. And so that means that if you're a musician with not a lot of money, then you have the opportunity. You have opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have had before. And I know... When I was playing in a band and getting ready to go into the studio, because I mean, my band did four albums, and the total cost spent for all those recordings was well in excess of $15,000. You know, this is over a 10 year period, of course, but I, it took a lot of working, a lot of saving money, a lot of you know, um, maybe skimping on certain things, you know, it, it, it took some sacrifice in other areas. And so musicians now don't necessarily have to make those kinds of choices because the options for them are greater. And I love to see that I do. And I, uh, you know, again, coming from both the perspective of, Somebody who, like I said, I mean, I mean, I've been a musician for, I don't even want to say 30 plus years and 
played in bands, struggling bands, you know, played gigs for two people that couldn't have cared less. Played played gigs to nobody. Play played gig. I I played a gig at the eight by ten in Baltimore. This was in 1997. There was literally nobody in the room. No, the bartender, the bartender and the sound man were the only two people in the room, other than the ones that can't. So, you know, but as far as paying patrons, zero. <laughs> that that that's a humbling experience, and but it taught me that you know you got to you got to put your all into every performance. You know, we had a, a guy in our band who was very upset about the sparse turnout and. The bartender point. He said, well, "You know, no, well, nobody's here." The bartender said, "Well, I'm here." You know, and that's important. You know, you get some. You get someone at the venue who likes what you do and will champion you to whoever does the booking. You know, that's crucial, man. That's crucial, and it, and it it really kind of hammered home to me the importance of relationships and the importance of making friends and having a network and having people that you can ask questions to, you know, someone you can call if you have a problem, you know, it, it's hard. It's much, much harder working when you are doing it in a vacuum, you know, when you're doing it on your own with no help from anybody. So to have that sense of community that I see here now, is extremely heartening. And so I thought, you know, this is something that I can do and we can do it in a relatively simple way. So what all that is leading up to is the first official episode of Decent Exposure is coming up well, as I record this, it's coming up, but it's going to be um, a week from today. So that's October 28th, 2021. Now, I've got a couple of things for the first couple, but starting uh, probably mid-December, you know, it's wide open. We got spots. And I'm doing this once a week, every week indefinitely so if you are in a band if someone close to you was in a band um shoot me an email just bob at 1015bobrocks.com the only thing i'm asking need to know a little bit about your band and we need an mp3 recording okay i can't play a song off of your Spotify or off of your SoundCloud page or whatever it is, you need to send me an MP3. Um, other than that, and then I will let you know when it's going to air. Uh, there may be a, a time gap, um, depending on how much of a lead I'm able to build up on these things. But, you know, that's an investment. Um, but I love to hear from you. So, again, 
shoot me an email, justbob at 1015bobrocks.com. That's it. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Just a Podcast. Talk to you next time. Bye.